0: It's time to start thinking about your next assignment. You may not be extending where you are currently. So we want to talk today about prepping for your next assignment. Where do you want to go? The kind of money you want to make? Let's talk about supply and demand. Let's talk about all the things that go into prepping for your next assignment on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah—all the things you all celebrate. Um, I could list them all, but it is—it's just—it's we're right smack in the middle of it. Really, really bizarre year again. I mean, this is just one of those—I guess—times in traveling healthcare that it's so hard to predict, so hard to. I mean, do my job really well for you guys on Travel Evolve because it's just bizarre out there. It's just weird. Nothing is ordinary as far as trends, as far as everything goes. There are still some things that are consistent, but everything has a little wrinkle or a little hook to it. It's just, it's really hard. So I'm going to do my best for you guys because I know that you're struggling too. If I'm having trouble trying to predict and see trends and what's happening from all the things that I see that you guys can't, Hopefully, the things that you guys can see that I can't, together, I hope the episode and what we've been doing here on Travel Evolve will start to meld and help you guys to really make good quality decisions. It's, uh, it's just weird. It's, everything's weird out there right now. I mean, there's just no two ways around it. And to not say it or address it would be also as weird. To not mention, this is not the normal traveling healthcare that I'm used to, that any of you guys have been doing this for any length of time. Are used to. If you're new in the travel world, welcome. And this is very normal to you. But for those of us that have been doing this for a while, I've got my phone there, but I turned it off this time. Those of us that have been doing this for a while, it is highly unusual. It is just, just it just is. So we're going to talk a lot about that and involve some of, of the trends and what we're seeing today into this episode. But obviously we're going to talk about prepping for your next assignment today. It's a, uh, it's, it's, I think it's hopefully has some value to it. As always, I want to thank you guys again, YouTube and our podcast. You know, again, I can see when we look, we can see some details, but mostly what we can see is just the subscription rates are going up, 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 which means people are subscribing to our YouTube channel. You guys are subscribing to whatever podcast is your favorite platform to listen to us on. And you're staying here with us. So I appreciate, it. I realize that not every episode Sounds like it's going to have some value to it, you, know, to you, uh, through it. But I hope that it does. We always do try to, you know, throw some good wrinkles in, whether it's something that was scripted in by myself and the team, or it's just me just spouting off as I always do. <laughs> you never know. You guys may not know, but pretty much these are always done in one take, unless there's a unless there's a glitch or an issue. That's just how long I've been talking about these topics. Twenty two years in the industry, it, it, things just become second nature to you, and. Like I just said, if you can kind of mold in the quirkiness and, and the the weird trends that are happening right now, or lack of trends, uh, it's it it just makes it so that the episode can just come out you know completely clean and wholesome, and here it is. So prepping for your next assignment. I want to go over some major bullet points on this one. Um, I don't know if I did that justice as far as thanking you guys for the subscriptions I started talking about, and I got distracted. But really and truly, things are... are a lot more people are discovering travel evolved. There are some many people who are just big fans of ours, and that's great to me because it, it, they'll, they'll tell me in either instant messages or direct messages or one way or another, another that they're finding some value in what we're doing. And that's the whole point. Like I've always said, I, I am not here to pitch my company. I'm not here. If people ask, and I'll tell them what company I'm the CEO of, and it's totally fine with me. I'd be stupid not to, right? If you're going to ask and you're really interested and you like our philosophy, awesome, great. It's really not the intention, though. The intention really was to educate travelers on some things that, you know, for years and years I, I just watched this industry be so bizarre and so weird. And then social media happened. And then what I noticed was a lot of people, myself included, would get onto social media and just talk about how great our company was and why you should you know, just go to work for us. That was the value of an agency on social media. Hey, we're great, come work for us. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's you know it's it's advertising and marketing 101. But that's all it really was. Was here's why we're better than everybody else, and why you should come to work for us. And there wasn't a lot of value behind what they were saying. And I, I recognized a couple of years ago that there's some information that could benefit. And I do believe this, by the way, that could benefit all of us, including us, us agencies, if travelers were more knowledgeable about all of the business. And I think that's where I butt heads with a lot of my counterparts is that they believe ignorance is bliss on the traveler side. And I understand that, trust me. If you guys are unknowing about, especially the financial aspects of how we make money and supply and demand, all the things that we try to to walk you through here on this, this series and this podcast and YouTube channel, it makes for better business for them because there are people who aren't you guys, because they're not listening to this, that will just blindly go in and start working for a company because they happen to like something about that pitch that they were being given without really inter- you know looking at intrusively what it is about that particular pitch that was better than the other 200 pitches for the same exact position so we recognized there was a need for and i believe a, a good need for everybody to start to be on the same page travelers are constantly trying to educate each other which i love in this industry about the pitfalls of being a traveler the pros and cons of different facilities Certainly the pros and cons of different agencies, even right down to recruiters. There's nothing wrong with all that. And I think that's really, really healthy. It's, it's, it's competition 101, right? So you couple that with now we've got somebody, hopefully with us, who is telling you some of the things that, that allow you to even, in fact, compare agencies, vendors, hospitals, hospital systems, the things we're going to talk about today which has a little bit to do with each other there's some competition going on right now and i want to address that with you guys those of you that are fortunate enough to have found us <laughs> I, I i want to give you guys some benefit for finding us over your competition i'm sorry just the way it goes I'm, I'm loyal to you guys like you guys are loyal to me so let's talk about some of the things that i think will help you guys when you're prepping for your next assignment so thank you thank you thank you for your continued support it really is awesome um, I, I do know that I haven't been as great about getting these out every six days. Like I have promised, it is hard with the holidays. I, I, I planned on recording a bunch at once. I've got a whole bunch of guests, by the way, lined up. And I do want to mention that I've been a little remiss on that. It's hard to sometimes take the time to get guests. Lots of times they do want to talk to me. And it's difficult to schedule some guests, especially that are outside of our world. You know, certainly want to get some more travelers on. I've got a bunch of people that, are, that keep telling me they want to. Some of them are camera shy and some, oh, I don't want to do it. I'll get you guys on here. Trust me. But I do have some really cool, really, really cool guests. I'm going to just say that lined up some really, really interesting topics. And rather than me trying to do them here and there, I might just knock a few of them out because it's hard to schedule. And with the holidays here now, it'd be a really great time for me to knock out a few uh, a few guests. So I'm going to try to do that and we'll try to intermix those in with the boring stuff that you're getting from me because I think that's important also, not just to have it be me just you know being a talking head on here. But when it is just me, like today, I'm going to do my darndest to do my best to give you guys some good, valuable information. So let's just start right in. Let's talk about prepping for your next assignment. I mean, first and foremost, I think you should think about this. I mean, this is not something, and by the way, a lot of you guys do this, and I'm not picking on you, but you got to start planning ahead a little bit. And raise your hand out there if you're guilty of not really wanting to think about prepping for your next assignment. I understand. It is Sometimes it's really cumbersome. You've got to talk to a bunch of agencies. You've got to get your stuff all ready to go, your resume, all these different things. You have to start really thinking about where it is you want to go. And sometimes it's just a pain in the you know what. I understand. It's so much easier to say, I'll just stay here. But sometimes, the, as we're seeing right now, the rates are dropping. I've seen bill rates go and people are only being offered to extend, but they're being asked to extend at a much lower rate in certain parts of the country. That's real. You also start thinking about some things we'll talk about here today with seasonality. Am I going to be able to really stay here 13 more weeks, or is in fact the spring coming, which is hard to think about? We're not even even you know through the holidays yet, but spring could be around the corner. But in 13 weeks, what's that going to look like? Who can predict the weather? The farmers' on that almanac can only do so much for you. Is there going to be an early spring, and am I going to? Is the seasonality going to go away? All those things are going to be incredibly important. But you do have to actually start thinking about it. And I'm only saying that because many of you have told me, yeah, I'm pretty bad about that. I'll, 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 I'll be told I'm going to extend. I'll think that's just easier. And then all of a sudden they don't need me or the finances aren't there or the census isn't there. And then I'm scrambling. So I just jump in with the next thing that comes up that's available. It's the highest pain that happens to be in my wheelhouse of where I want to go. Not really the best plan. Admittedly, I think those people that have told me that say, I, I get it. It's not, I'm, I'm just bad. I'm a procrastinator. So, today I really want to start off by saying, start thinking about this. I've mentioned this before, I'll talk about this here in a few minutes, but I do think having some sort of an annualized plan, whether it be a financial or a location or a combination of those things intermittent to each other, is a really great idea. You should start thinking about right now in 2022 what kind of money do I want to make? Are there certain places that I want to go? Is there certain people I want to see? Do I want to be next to family? Do I want to get away from family? All these things should be coming into your head. You should really start thinking about what is 2022 look like for me as a healthcare traveling professional and how do I accomplish the goals I want to have? And we're going to have an episode about goal setting soon. How do I accomplish the goals I want to have financially and potentially, you know, in, in, you know what what I want to get out of it? Do I want to just go places or there things I want to do? Is there places I'm, I'm picking because there's... Certain aspects about that location that are really important that I start to address in my life. All the things I think are so wonderful about your opportunity you guys have as a traveler. Start encompassing that into kind of an annualized plan. It could be a bigger plan. You could have a five-year plan. Certainly some of you should have a plan that is long-term for financial retirement goals as far as how fast you can retire, how, what high of a level you can retire at. But I would like to get to start this episode up by talking about really getting into an annualized plan. Start thinking about this. So you can say, okay, here's what the first quarter if you're if you're one of these people that is not working through the holidays and I think there's a lot of you out there right now. What does January, February, March look like for me? Where do I want to go? What can I tolerate weather-wise? What makes sense financially? Weekly pay, gross, that kind of thing? But I really do want you guys to start thinking about. You should really have your next 13-week assignment plan, the minute you accept a current 13-week assignment. In other words, what does this mean? Do I want to have plan A, B to stay here for 26 weeks, or am I already know I want to go someplace else? That should already be in your head. And I think really good travelers who really understand the travel game, as I like to call it, already start thinking in those terms. How do I always be looking six months, three months, six months, nine months down the road? So let's start off with that. Think about it. What do you want to accomplish this next year? Is is it financial? Is it location? And let's start to address prepping for your next assignment based upon those 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 goals that you've set for yourself. So I want to start off first and foremost with just the easy ones. I'm gonna start off with certifications. Clearly. I understand right now it is difficult, especially with a lot of the American Heart Association certificates, certificates, certifications that you guys are getting. A lot of you nurses, I'll talk to you guys kind of here for a minute. It's difficult. Sometimes they are not open. There's a lot of online, which I understand is more difficult. There's proctoring and there's, it seems to be, from what I'm being told, I I can't say this firsthand, but it seems to be much more difficult to do a lot of these things online than it was to go and, and, and knock out a PALS, for example, or to knock out an ACLS, I understand that. So start thinking about that. If you do struggle with test taking, if you're not the greatest person on the planet at doing things online, if you are live in an area where your internet's bad, I have a few people like that, understand that that's going to be something you need to be prepared for and prepping for for your next assignment. You can't be looking to be submitted to some place this month, January, February, if you know one of your major certifications that you are going to be required to have to work at that location to do your job effectively is going to expire. And its I know I sound like I'm talking you know, just common sense, but it's amazing how often we'll get a, just a quality traveler who has some certification that's expiring. Like, I know I keep forgetting to do that. You guys, this is about competition. You could miss out on the job of your choice if you're not prepared and you don't have these things in order. It's a simple thing. I know it's a pain. Trust me, I have to do things every week that are just, ugh, and, but you have to get them done. This is one of those things. Same thing with your license. Same thing with general. Anything that has to do with, with you being able to be, be offered a position that you want. If your license is expiring, start getting it ready to go. If you are looking to turn your single state into a multi-state, get on it now. So, you know, don't keep procrastinating. These things are, you just need to review what in fact is expiring. And while you're at it, I'm going to talk a little bit about medical for those of you that, you know, again, if your company takes care of it, great. We all know that's not free. Nothing is free. There are a company a lot of companies out there that offer to pay for your next recent TB or, or they'll get you your, your ACLS. And they'll, you know, they won't charge you a, a thing for it, but yet, you know, for some reason everybody's, you know, working on thirty percent margins, so they're getting you for six, seven, eight bucks an hour, which is thousands of dollars instead of the couple of hundred that they're gonna offer you to get your ACLS. I mean you guys, those of you who know me know there's, there is nothing for free in here. So also there are a lot of really good companies that, that don't provide for that and they maybe put their money where their mouth is and they pay you more. So for those of you that are not committed to a company that pays for that stuff all the time, realize that it will hinder you if you don't have that stuff done. So if you've got... Tdap that's coming up on a 10 year, you know, you guys know you need those every every 10 years. Get it done because it will be like, "Oh my gosh, whether you get the job or not, most of the times medical doesn't really have a lot to do. Your certificate, I'm sorry, your immunizations don't have a lot to do with getting a position, but it does stress you out and make you have to jump through hoops when you have to go out and get some, you know, some things done. So Right now, I want you guys to do a, a kind of a pre-New Year's resolution and say I'm going to stay on top of, of all the things that I need to stay on top of in order for me to always be gainfully employed, which includes all your certifications. It includes your licensure. It includes any medical immunizations or medical records or things that you're going to need consistently. I understand you're not going to rush out and get a TB until you get a position. For many of you, that's fine. But if you, you know, we're seeing more, but not more and more, but a lot of these two step where you haven't had one in the last year because maybe you've been at assignment for a long time, go out and get one because you're going to need a second one potentially by the time you offer are offered an accepted position because a lot of them require two two step TBs, which is crazy, but it is what it is. So one of them has to be, both of them have to be within the last year. And typically one has to be within the last X amount of time 30 days, 90 days. It really depends upon the facility. So be prepared for that. Keep all your stuff up to speed, which also brings me to the next point, and that is your resume. I want to spend a few seconds on this. And I apologize if I'm boring you guys, but this is really important stuff. I can't tell you in 22 years how many times I've seen the best travelers with the most experience have the crappiest resumes. It's, I get it. You guys do an assignment every 13 weeks. You don't want to sit there and list all the details of it. Trust me list all the details of it guys this is you versus 20 other travelers that look exactly like you on paper i hate to say that but that's the truth you're going to hear it from me and no one else you're not particularly special with the exception of you are maybe have more experience than somebody else and when someone hasn't had a chance to talk to you you're not special at all i mean i don't look any different than any other ceo from another company on paper Right? I would hope that if I sat down with somebody face-to-face or got on the phone with them like you guys do that I might be able to shine. Realize that. That is not me ripping on you. On paper, you guys look eerily similar to each other. You all have mostly the same certifications, and it really comes down to who has more years of experience and especially more years of experience as travel. So recognize that, and don't shortchange yourself when it comes to your resume. That's crazy. I get you think... That there's nobody else that has nearly the experience as you do because I'm 25 years and I've done it all. I talk to you guys all day long. But I talk to 10 of you all day long. So there are 10 of you that say the same thing. I get every assignment. I always get stuff going. Yeah, probably. But take some time. And first of all, make sure that your most recent stuff's on there. We get that a lot with my company, especially people working for us. They kind of say, well, can you do it? Yeah, we can. But it takes time. Plus, you're trusting somebody else to put information on about your resume, which is really not probably right. And second of all, it's it's it doesn't give it a full aspect of what you're doing. Sure, they're going to ask you what to put in there. But take a few minutes. You guys have typically time off during the week where you can jump on your own resume, which may be protected, maybe a PDF you're sending your agency, and you can actually update your resume while you're on your assignment. Once you've been there a week or two, I would do that so that it's ready to go. You've talked about the patient load. You've talked about the type of patient. You've talked about the different cases, depending upon what part of, you know, what part of the facility, whether you're allied or you're an RN. You've got the gist of what that assignment is. You can now talk intelligently about it and write a blip and get some details in there. You give, give that hiring manager a reason that you look like you can see what, what you've been doing and, and and show it all. If you float, please put that stuff down there. So get your resume up to speed. This is all part, I think, of your responsibility for prepping for your next assignment. The rest of the stuff we're going to talk about is a little, a little more heady, a little more fun. But these first things really, guys, it's, it's traveling 101. It's healthcare traveling 101. You have to think about, I am not the only me who wants this job. Why do you want it? Don't you think that your reason for wanting it to go in front of a few places, whether it's because it's really great paying, location's great, combination of the two, that somebody else might think similarly, somebody else that might even have, wait for it, more experience than you do. So you gotta think in those terms. You gotta treat this, like I've always said, like a business. And if you're interviewing for a, a great, huge, high paying you know, corporate position, you have to assume that other people are going to look better than you do, so you're going to do everything you can to look as presentable and as offerable, whether you're getting an auto offer or getting an interview, as anybody else out there. It's it's just vital. Okay, I, th- I think you get the gist of it. Let's move on to some more fun stuff. I mean, that's just... Traveling 101, again. All right. I want to talk a little bit about prepping for your next assignment and discussing the locations. This is This is really where I think you really this is so individualized that i can't sit here and do a lot of sweeping statements but what i can say is that you should all of you should really be thinking about where you want to go and why i think that's the why is the most important are you in fact chasing some dollars there are definitely dollars to be chased i think right now some people are maybe holding out thinking that things may or may not get to be bigger and bigger as far as the bill rate goes, which hopefully does translate to more and more pay for you guys. Not always, as we always know, but it should. There is that. I've talked to some of you that are like, boy, the rates are really low right now. And then they are, but they're, they're not low everywhere. Just some of the areas that were showing some pretty consistently high bill rates, which I would assume would pass along to most agencies as a, as a pretty consistently high pay rate, are dropping. It just is what it is, as they say. I hate that phrase. And I use it all the time, so I hate it anyway. But it it's true. You, you, this, you're this you not in control. We're not in control for the most part. It is not the agency's decision on what the bill rate is. It certainly is the agency's decision on how much profit they want to make off that bill rate, what their percentage of their margin is. But the, the financial and the, the amount is set by that facility. And they're going to set it, as I've always said here, as low as they possibly can to get their fulfillment met at the highest level that they feel they need to get it met at, if that makes sense. In other words, they know there's a point where they can go so low that the quality of the candidate may suffer. I don't know if I'm giving facilities too much credit there. I think they're always going to look at what they can do, but I do think that they know mistakes, patient errors, cost them more money. So there's a line where they probably don't want to drop below so they want a they want a the lowest pay they can for the best candidate they can get it at i think that makes sense i hope it I hope they said that right because it's true they're not going to want to overpay ever for, for anything they don't want to overpay for for you know bedding they don't, let alone do they want to overpay for a you know expensive traveler to come into their you know imaging department or a nurse to come in i mean they're they're just not going to want to do that so the question for you on locations is what is it about the location that you're wanting to go? Are you really, in fact, wanting to chase some? Let's say, let's just say, COVID dollars right now. It's an interesting aspect to talk about because here's an area that right now, this week, perfect example. We can't tell what's going to happen. If you listen to some talking heads on TV, it's the world's going to end, and you know the new Omicron variant is so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So uh, contagious, which I've heard is true. That everyone's gonna get it. Other people are saying, yeah, everyone's getting it, but it's a headache and a sore throat. It's not they're not showing hospitalizations. As of the recording of this episode today, nobody in the United States, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, knock me on my head if I'm wrong, has died from the Omicron variant. And I think there's only 10 or so people in the in the country or the world that have. Doesn't I'm not trying to downplay it. What I'm saying is that there's mixed signals. Is this going to become more deadly? Is this going to become more hospitalized, a disease that's more hospitalized? I don't know. If you know, then congratulations. You're smarter than everybody else we know. Nobody does know. So you're trying to, right now, think about, am I waiting or am I looking at a location that potentially could have a higher number of cases? I really do want to chase those dollars. That's a legitimate thing to be thinking about. Where's that going to be? Who knows? You can start to look at places. I do know that you know up in the Pacific, I'm sorry, the Atlantic Northeast. There seem to be some areas up there that we're seeing a lot of it. But again, I'm not seeing a huge influx of pay rates being higher or number of positions being higher. It's kind of consistent all over the country. So this is a good example. Again, I know this episode is not really about the here and now. It's certainly you know for you guys that listen to me weekly, it is. But these episodes are also going to be out there for years and years and years. So I really want to kind of talk around some things because I want it to be valuable next December as opposed to just December of 2021 and three or four or five years down the road. So you have to look at what's happening now, what's happening with a season. And I think in most years, what you're typically looking at is there's a whole bunch of needs typically in areas that there's a whole bunch of seasonality to them. In other words, mostly retired people, Going to, from one part of the country to another part of a country because the weather is warmer, which increases their census. Not always in all specialties, obviously. Right? I've always used this example. I don't think there's a lot of senior citizens that are having babies. So we're seeing L and D definitely seems to be less affected by seasonality, for example, and everything associated with L and D, right? From surgical technicians that deal with you know, the with, uh, with 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 surgical procedures for you know for having babies right up to um you know everybody else that's involved in that so but there are certain parts of an operating room for example that has a higher instance when census increased based upon again age different ages have more of a common operating operating room procedure so all of that comes into play so in normal years you're starting to think about where's the place i can go and we can make some money and yet Usually January, February, March, we see a full season. We don't see it typically end early. I get nervous when people start extending in March because I'm thinking, are you really going to be there in June? Probably not in most normal years, which this clearly is not. I'm really talking Florida, for example. Florida last year didn't stop their season. When June came, when sorry, when March and April came, we were still booking people. When August came, we were still booking people. Really fascinating. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the popularity of that state. A lot of people are going there. There's no state taxes there. Uh, it's 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 got some ups for sure. So we're seeing a population bloom in the entire state of Florida, which would make you think that you're getting a significantly and consistent higher uh, census down there. But we've seen, with, at least with my company, that things are consistent. Good needs. Definitely one of the areas we see a lot of it, but not at the super crazy high rate because. Again, a bunch of travelers want to go there because it's good. It's solid. It's paying much higher than it used to in the past. So locations are really important when you start thinking about, well, we'll talk again right now. Let's talk really about locations with COVID and, and potentially what would be, I don't know if we'll call it crisis rates any longer, or just good solid higher rates than what we've seen for sure in years past. If you know where that's going to be, congratulations. If you're smart enough to be able to anticipate that, go for it. Figure out where you want to go and have that maybe be driving you if you are looking for that type of assignment. But for seasonality, I mean, certainly we're talking about places like Arizona, Texas. They are having a season, and we do think that, like years past, their season does tend to slow down a little bit. So go get it if that's where you want to go right now. For those of you that are looking for higher-paying general assignments – we all know as I've said before that there the vacancies of the lack of travelers that are willing to go to colder weather right now is is higher. In other words, there's there's less people that want to go to, you know, the upper part of Minnesota, the upper peninsula of Michigan, upstate New York, you know, Montana, the tip of Idaho. Even even in in, in places like like Iowa and Nebraska, there are Definitely less people that are interested in going to those locations because some people just aren't built for that. I've told you guys before, I am done, I think, with the cold weather. As you see behind me here, late December, it's still, we got a dusting in Denver so far this year. Craziest year ever. Last year, my son had already been snowboarding like 20 times. This year, he's only gone a few times. I got to get that money out of that pass that he gets every year. So far, not a good not a good year, but he has paid for it four times, and he already paid for it anyway, so I don't know why I'm promoting that, but I am anyway. It's one of the advantages of living out here. Your, your kid gets to go ski in paradise for literally pennies if you get a pass, so it's a good deal. Um, locations like Colorado, for example, to bring that whole thing I just mentioned into play, again, here it's really weird. We don't have an increase in... In census, in the mountains, we certainly have it in Denver because Denver is one of those cities right now that's booming like Vegas was many years ago, like Seattle was before that. We're experiencing, like Florida is right now, a pretty decent um, population shift for the positive. A lot of people want to move to Colorado. And so it's presenting itself to more and more travel needs here, which we haven't seen in the past. Denver in the past has been a per diem town where you have so many travelers here that were willing to work two shifts a week just to be able to be here great now it's becoming a little bit more consistent that the population and the needs in the, in the in the in the area have exceeded the amount of travelers in allied and nursing that have moved here so there's some consistent needs and they're actually now offering guaranteed 36 hours which means it makes more sense to put on a, a traveler agency a travel agency as opposed to per diem agency so they can get that consistency they don't have to be calling every week for those shifts so, the real question is on when it comes to locations, where do you want to go, and more importantly, I want you to think about why I've told you guys many, many times i this is the one place that you're never gonna hear anybody on travel evolved say anything negative about chasing money i just I don't know where that comes from. I think a lot of times it comes from i think staff members that are upset that you guys are able to do what you do. I, I see it sometimes where I see travelers kind of beating up and blooding the nose of other travelers because they're only chasing money. And I look at that and go, I think all of you do. You kind of read between the lines on that. Yeah, there's, 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 there's an ugly side to this. I mean, unfortunately... You know, raise your hand if you don't want to make as much money as you can for doing what you do. I'd love to see somebody that says, I like making less money than everybody else doing the exact same thing. I don't think that there's a lot of people like that out there. So why is it that we get upset when people try to shame somebody for doing something that that we all love to do? You guys all love to do this. It is a wonderful service that you guys provide the community. Most of you got in it for that reason, but I want to know what is wrong with making as much money as you possibly can for, for doing that. That is not something you should be feeling guilty about, and I don't like it when when certain people on social media will try to, like I say, for lack of a better word, shame other people for, for chasing dollars. I don't think it's what makes you, but it certainly shouldn't be what defines you either. You are still a healthcare professional, and just because you finally are making really great money, Congratulations, how about that for answers? You know, Good for you. Start recognizing the sacrifices that you guys make to do that and here's the time that we've seen in my entire 22 years where it really starts to make some sense for you guys. So wonderful, good on you. Where do you want to go and why? And not all of you are chasing money. If the answer of where I want to go is because of a location or because of a friend or someplace you've always wanted to go, awesome. But you really should start thinking about why is it that I want to go to this particular location? And I've always said that I, I like travelers that say, yep, I'm money motivated. I mean, I just do. I like money motivated travelers. And then of those, of this dollar amount that I'm looking to hopefully garner every week, here are the locations that I'm willing to consider in order to justify or in order to make that money. Is there an overlap? Are some of the locations I'm looking for paying what they're paying? And if so, why? Because I want to be a little wary of that. Why is it paying? Again, you don't want the, the the warmest, beautiful, you know, nicest part of the country to be paying the most. There's got to be something off there. So question a lot of things, but figure out in your own head where it is you want to go, but more importantly, why does you want to go there? And do you need to go there next, or is this a spring, a summer, a fall opportunity? And that's why I said at the very beginning of this episode, it's kind of nice to sit there and t- take a look at what you want to do year-round, and you can look at it because you have certain objectives location wise but i also think you should couple that with a financial uh, i guess minimum that you that you consider you want to make this year bring it you know bring it into play as far as what the supply and demand is 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 offering right now which seems to be significantly higher and have that kind of fold into itself but i think understanding where you want to go will help you decide is this an assignment for me next time or should i be looking at this more in march or april or may And here's what I think I should be doing right now or in six weeks or in, you know, eight weeks when this assignment's over. I think that's really, really, really important for you to kind of wrap your head around all the different nuances of of a location and why it is that you're choosing that in your own mind. Most of you guys know this is really my reminder to say really openly think about what it is that you're chasing, what it is that you're going after. And I do think having it become part of the annualized plan is really going to be important. It's going to really up your game. And I think really help you to take away a little bit of stress, a little bit of tension to say, yep, I want to go there. Now's not the time unless something miraculous happens. So I've got my objectives and now I'm less stressed out because I've got options. And I've always said options always mean, more options always means better decisions. It just does. You cannot make a good decision with one option or two options. If you have four options or five options, it really allows you to make a great decision. So options means better decisions. All right, let's talk briefly about pay rates. Pay rates, again, typically drive the industry. Like I just said, you guys should not be ashamed at wanting to chase dollars. Last time I looked, for the last two decades, it's always driven most travelers as far as what am I making. It just is. And I love that about all of you guys. It it is less, it seems, more and more about location and more and more about those pay rates. So what's driving the pay rates? As we all know... It always comes back to supply and demand. That's what drives the pay rates. It is how many people want to go, and how many needs do we have that are that we that are that are going to be remain unfulfilled, so to speak. So it has a lot to do with population shifts, has a lot to do with seasonality, all the things we always talk about. But the the pay rates really do dictate right now more than anything. Like I just said, here's a good example. Let's talk a little bit more about Florida again. Florida typically is they're having a a season. I would imagine they actually have people that. live in other parts of the country that do go down and either have a second home there if they're lucky enough, or they rent a place because they're retired and they can go someplace for six months or five months or nine months of the year. So you have that census increase. Couple that in Florida with an entire state that seems to have a population shift for the positive that's moving into there. It's creating some good demand. It is not a demand, however, that has gotten so outrageous that the bill rates have gone through the roof. Now, I will tell you, bill rates for Florida have always been notoriously low. Again, no state tax. For the most part, you got a huge, you got a huge miles and miles of coast. It is a long, skinny state, which means there's a lot of coast as opposed to like North Carolina, right, which is a big state. The opposite has a little bit of a coast. Florida has a lot of coastline, so there's a lot of really attractive places to go there. So there's a bunch of people that would say, you know what, I would like to be either on the water or half an hour away or an hour away. And it's a warm state to go to. So there is a ton of reasons why people want to go there. What's not happening is the population or the need isn't so great that the hospitals in Florida are saying, oh my gosh, we got to go crazy because we cannot turn patients away, which is what it always comes down to. They never want to turn a patient away. So they staff... Is to the right potentials so that they aren't, so that they're not walking out of their hospital door or going into somebody else's ER. They want them in their ER. They want to go into their hospital. They want to take their surgeries with them. So, what I'm telling you, what I'm seeing currently is really good, solid rates in Florida, certainly. But I am seeing cancellations due to census, had one yesterday. And I am seeing uh, rates significantly dropping 20, 25% but they are dropping to an area, as I didn't get out, I wasn't really finishing my thought, as always. They're not getting to a point where they were like they were years ago. Florida's always been low. It is really solidly plant paying right now, as is Texas, which was another state that I could say was a was a pretty low-paying annualized state. You had good, good season states like Arizona, which tended to pay a little bit higher, but across the board, rates are still so much better than they were in 2019. Let's be frank about that. This is where I think all of us, whether it's an agency, everybody but the hospital, right? Everybody but the hospital is benefiting benefiting wow, benefiting because of the the higher the higher rates and the, and the consistent number of needs that there are out there. And that's good for you guys. It's good for agencies. The more people that are traveling the more money agencies make. It's just not good for hospitals because they're paying, for supplemental staff that they would normally be able to hopefully do on their own through a permanent you know, a permanent staff member. And we're just not seeing that. A lot has to do with the amount of people that left their permanent job to go into traveling because they saw how lucrative it was. How many respiratory therapists took off and started making ridiculously high, and I say ridiculous in a wonderful way, rates in 2020? Those rates have come back down. I remember talking to respiratory therapists. They were telling me what they needed to make, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't have anything like that. Oh, maybe I do now. All of a sudden I had those, you know, and so, but at first it was like, you're making what? Now they're not making that right now. There are still some, some good solid positions, but it's, that is one of the specialties that seems to have kind of come a little bit more down to, to what things were like beforehand, but still significantly higher pay than it certainly was in 2019. So there's some really good potentials there when it comes to, I guess when you know when we're sitting here talking about your your supply and demand, I want you to start thinking about, like I said earlier, about the assignment length. Again, much like COVID, and trying to predict it, I cannot sit here. I don't think any of you guys can either predict how long there will, in fact, be a season in the three the states I mentioned. I say Florida, Texas, and Arizona, but we really are talking about Oklahoma. We could be talking about New Mexico. We could be talking about Georgia. We could be talking about Louisiana. All that southern part of our country. It's really difficult to predict what it's going to look like in March. I can't tell you. Last year, it didn't stop. There was just consistent needs everywhere. So unique and so weird that some of the episodes that we are planning on doing we were holding off because we wanted them to get back to when we can actually talk intelligently about the trends. When their trends don't make sense or when they're unusual, I don't want to do an episode about those until we can have an episode that makes more sense. Nothing's making sense right now. So I do want you to start trying your best to guess if you could as to what the seasonality is going to be like are you going to be able to complete an assignment at that location florida is a great example i said i had someone canceled an extension the other day they were offered one and it was for another 13 weeks and literally a week and a half later the house said yeah we don't have the census is dropping we we're going to retract that extension so my travelers scrambling to get something else because they're kind of limited to where they want to be but there And there's not as many positions in that location as, as there once was. It's a little maddening. It's hard to know. And so I don't have an answer for you guys for this. I would just say, you know, if anything else, you could stay away from the seasonal states and you could look at places like, you know, let's just say middle of the country, from the Carolinas all the way across to Nevada, right, or to, you know, Utah. And, and some of those areas, from, which includes Iowa, Arkansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Colorado, some of these places, they're going to have less potentially of a rise and fall. But you could go down to work in one of those southern, quote-unquote, normal seasonal states and never see a, a, a hiccup. Just be aware. I just want you to be careful because it could be that this year, in fact, this, the things are dropping. If they're already dropping in December, early December is when we got that notification, It scares me to think what things are going to look like in February and March. Uh, A lot has to do with the weather. A lot has to do with everything else that's going on in our country. But let's be frank, weather certainly does come into play. And right now, we are having, at least in this part of the country, an incredibly mild, mild weather. So, all right. Lastly about this, I want to talk a little bit about your competition factor. And that is a real thing. As always, I tell you guys that you are in competitions with each other. When you're thinking about... I guess prepping for your next assignment and you're looking at supply and demand, try to stay ahead of that curve like I was just mentioning. There's nothing wrong. And I, I actually think it's smarter, in my opinion, to go against the grain. If you have the intestinal fortitude to take an assignment in a cold, crappy place in February and make money, man, you should do that. You really, really should. You should take advantage right now while you can. If there are some high-paying positions that are either in towns that are you know not your cup of tea but the rate is crazy. I think going against the grain and staying away from where the competition is is not a bad move right now. Everybody wants the positions we've been talking about. Everybody wants to go to a nice place in California. Everybody wants the nice weather, high-paying positions. But there's a lot of competition right now. So know yourself. If you are not... The best presenter on paper. If you haven't been doing this very long, or you've barely started traveling, or your certifications on some things that um, are oftentimes required for your particular specialty, you don't have, then then start to consider going against the grain and taking an assignment where you're going to be faced with less other people that want that same assignment. I had a gentleman the other day that was, you know, jumping in and wanting to get you know into into traveling for the first time ever. And uh, was looking at some of the highest-paying positions in the country, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think you're going to get those. I mean, you, you, decent experience, but you really should. But put, putting up, don't I'll put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify. Go for the high-paying assignment, but also go for something that you know is going to get you a position. So you're not in that situation where you're scrambling to get a job because you wanted the highest, best location position in the country, and lo and behold, you didn't get it. So now you're stuck without a job, and now you're just going to accept." Anything. That's the last thing I want for you guys. But please understand competition is real. And it is real across the board. You guys know the more attractive an assignment is to you, the likelihood it's going to be more attractive to many, many other people. So consider taking one of those variables out. Maybe I will take a nice location with a lower pay because there will be less competition. Maybe I'll take a not-so-nice position with a high pay because there will be less competition. Those two, I guess, concepts really work and they might be a really smart move for you to make right now for the next six months to a year i just think it's it's decent all right I talked briefly about a year-round financial plan i want to talk a little bit more about that i want you guys to really hear what i said on that i think it's really really important if you have set a goal that let's just say i i'm just gonna throw i want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year out there can, depending upon if you're a nurse or an allied professional Let's just throw an easy figure like that out. For some of you that may be too high, for some of you it may be too low. Don't don't, don't judge me. I'm just trying to come up with an easy figure. Have that in mind, which means you want to make twenty-five thousand dollars every single assignment, every single thirteen-week assignment, and you have to assume that you're only going to be working the minimum hours of either you know thirty-six or forty hours a week. So do that math. When someone's telling you the gross, you know, divide that by thirteen weeks and come up with that gross. Say this is this fits that bill now. Of all these things that fit that bill, what did I do last time? Was I above that? Was I below my annualized anticipated income that I need to make? It allows you for some opportunity. If you were below it, you may be more limited. You may have no choice but to take a higher paying, less desirable location position in order to get it. If you made some good money last couple of times, then great. Now I'm ahead of the curve. I, can, I have some more options to make, again, better decisions with. So you're starting to look at having that become almost your benchmark for where you want to go. The financial aspect is real in our world. You guys all know this. I think it should be the driving factor with the perk coming in behind it of of, of the what, what fits my needs financially. What is the place that's most desirable to me that sounds the most attractive to me? And this is where I get a little bit off and I'll, I'm going to right now when it comes to recruiting. I, I've always said, I think <laughs> recruiters have a goal and a agenda to get you to book an assignment through them you can't argue that that is their goal that's what they want every time they talk to somebody so it is out there they don't want you to take an assignment that 200 companies have to somebody else they want you to take it through them they don't want you to take an assignment that they don't have potentially if they don't happen to have that vendor or that system they want you to take something that's similar somewhere else, maybe through them. I did have somebody the other day that said their recruiter did say, congratulations, I don't have the assignment, go take it. And they said it was really refreshing, which tells me it is unusual and I'm not just out of, off my rocker. It is unusual for a recruiter to say, go for it, take the assignment. I wish I had it. I don't. I wish you the best of luck because they know that if they see you walk away into the sunset, it is less likely for you to come walking back. It's just the truth. You know, It's sales 101. You don't let your customer leave because you think you've got a great product or you have a great whatever it is that attracted you in the first place. So having them leave always increases the chances by far of them not coming back substantially, almost to the point where it's really high, that they won't. They may have a great experience with somebody else. They don't want that. So what you have, unfortunately, is, and again, <laughs> I sound like I broke a broken record, but I want to beat this into your heads because I think it's important you guys really seriously think about this. Unfortunately, in our industry, you have it built in that recruiters oftentimes are incomplete, disproportionately, uh, I guess, motivated with what your motivations are. It just—it You cannot avoid it. You have a set thing we just talked about financially, maybe there's some locations thrown in there and you got a recruiter who's trying to fit that puzzle piece, hoping and praying that the two things that you're looking for, the three things that are giving you your reason for wanting to take an assignment happen to fit what they have in their inventory for lack of better word. That's it. If they don't have it, guess what? Time to put on their sales hat 101, and they're going to do everything they can to convince you to take something that is away from what it is that you want. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong that that doesn't happen. If they have it, great. Now, the only challenge we've got is, I've got to convince this traveler to take it through me, even if my company's pay package plan stinks compared to other people. Maybe it's better. Maybe they're lucky. I mean, if you're really lucky you get a recruiter, you got that. you got the best pay package in the world, and you happen to have a whole bunch of jobs, and... You win more often than not. That doesn't happen often because oftentimes the higher, the more positions the company has, the bigger they are, which means their margins are also bigger, which means their pay is typically is less. So you've got lots of positions and low pay. So that's where the salesmanship comes apart. Anything that doesn't match up, it's time to put a salesman hat on or salesperson hat on and start to sell against the objection that you guys are giving them. I don't want to go there. I want to make more money. I'm not interested in anything you've offered me. That's an entirely different state. All those are opportunities for salespeople, recruiters, to start to put their hat on and try to convince you to take something that is outside of what it is you truly want. And I'm here to tell you, don't do it. Do not do that. This is not an industry where I think sales should be done with. We shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like I've said before, if it's pay rate, Go with the company that pays the most. If it's the same job by three or four or five or 20 different companies that you're talking to, take it with one that takes them, pays you the most money. Why wouldn't you? Unless there's a problem with that company or unless they don't have good insurance or you, who knows what that could be. But I'm, I'd love you to tell me why you wouldn't. I think you should go for the most money. If you did that every time, you could make thousands and thousands of dollars more by being smart and shopping that around. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's because they don't have the job at all, that's what you have to say, well, why am I letting a recruiter convince me to take something that's not exactly where I want to be? I've got family. I need to be in this town. Why are they trying to convince me to take one, something an hour and a half away? I want to be on a beach somewhere, and let's say I'm limited. Why are they asking me, you know, I want to be in Wilmington, North Carolina. Why are they trying to convince me to go to Raleigh or someplace, you know, on completely the other side of the state? It doesn't make sense to me, and it shouldn't make sense to you. Recognize it for what it is. Now, that's where we come into the last thing I want to talk about, and that is prepping for an assignment, is oftentimes a pain in the butt, for lack of a better word. And part of that is, in fact, having to deal with so many different companies, so many different recruiters, and I'm here to tell you, do it. Deal with those companies. Give yourself these options. If you don't give yourself options and you're only dealing with one or two companies or one company, I really think you're making a big mistake, especially with the temperature and what is going on right now. I think you're crazy to put all your eggs into one basket. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's my company. You should be following the money. You should be following the opportunity. You should be doing the best for you at the time it's best for you and what is best for you right now, which means you're going to have to do a little bit more work than you've probably ever done before. That's the trade-off, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's worth it. A couple years from now, you may not have to, but right now you should be shopping around the opportunities you should be comparing pay rates of multiple companies you should not just stick with one company so i'm making friends out there with other companies i'm also making enemies because they want you to shop around but they want you to go with them because they're a better salesperson not necessarily because they have the highest pay rate so that's where i'm i'm walking that fine line with some people but hey who cares right this is where you have to say you know what in 2022 and maybe into 2023 i am going to spend more time going through applying to more companies giving them an opportunity spending a little bit of my free time to deal with my the recruiters which i know a lot of you've told me that it drives you nuts but i do think this is the time if you're ever going to do it it's the time to do it now so that you have options and you can start to compare things and so many of you don't do that so many of you maybe were burned in three or four years ago and you found your one company and maybe they were great a few years ago but are they great right now are they still good I will say this one last thing, which I think is well. I'm probably say more than one last thing. But what was really interesting this week is I did get a a notification from a facility that said, "Hey, travelers are talking about what they're getting paid. That's we don't want, we we're we're we need that to be stopped right now immediately. This came from the facility. It came through a vendor, but it came from an actual facility. that said travelers shouldn't pay. And a bunch of companies are like, well, okay, we'll we'll make sure. Sorry, you know, we'll make sure our people aren't talking rates. One of the big guys said, hey. It's not your business. It's, it's totally illegal to keep you from talking about what they pay. You can't stop people from telling what they pay, and you can't fire people if they're talking about pay. And I was like, whoa, nice. One of the few times I was really proud of one of the big companies, and they, they have the you-know-whats to be able to say that. And they did. They said, you can't tell people not to talk about what they're paying, what they're being paid. And I'm like, I love that. So here it was, a facility, not a vendor, not an agency, said don't talk about pay because it's, it's hurting us getting new people here. And a bunch of agencies were like, okay, okay, we won't because they don't want to anyway. Remember that. Keep that in mind. And one of the big guys said, hey, if they can talk about it, they can talk about it. And you, by the way, cannot fire a person over talking about a pay rate. And I thought, wow, pretty cool. It was a really interesting, I guess, thread that I was seeing. And it's not the first time I've seen anything like that. It just happened to be this week. And I was like, wow, really fascinating. So the big guys were basically saying, no, people should be able to talk. But yet yeah, they're the ones that pay the least. So, but I found it fascinating that it, that a facility didn't want people talking about pay rates. They didn't say that they were not allowed to talk about what the bill rate was, by the way, which is a big misconception. They were saying, however, which I haven't seen always, that they were hoping people or asking people to stop talking about which agency was paying the most. Because clearly you guys are, and I flippin' love that. I think it's awesome. I thought it was kind of interesting that that was happening. But I do understand that it is difficult and a pain in the you know what for you guys to literally call 20 different companies to find out what they have. But I'm telling you, I would do it right now. Invest in yourself. Is it really that difficult? I understand you gotta deal with a different personality. You may have you're gonna have great experiences back from people that you're leaving messages for, you're gonna have terrible, but at least you're gonna have a bigger pool in which to choose from. Of your next assignment, and it, it will give you options. So I'm urging all of you: start to shop your stuff around, and whether it's going to expose better pay rates by a, an agency you've never maybe heard of before, or one that you haven't tried in a while, maybe you tried a long time ago, but their rates are going to be higher now. Who knows? Or you're going to see more opportunity because you're going to have more locations potentially for your particular specialty, because that's what it really is, guys. It's a puzzle, and it gives you more options. So. The last thing I want to say on prepping for your assignment, get mentally ready to put yourself out there and talk to a number of different agencies to be able to shop around and tell them, I am shopping around. I'm going to go with the best location with the agency that pays the most money. So be prepared for that. And this is, by the way, guys and gals, how you start to change the industry. The rates have gone up. Unfortunately, the margins, I believe, wholeheartedly have increased higher. The percentage of the margin, I believe, has gone up in the last two years. Tell me I'm wrong, but we can do some math. I have seen it. I've watched it. I I know what bill rates are, and I know what people are being paid. And it looks to me very clearly that back in 2019, the average margin for a company was 26%. Right now, it looks like for the average company, it's closer to 30%. It may drop back down. It's harder to hide a thicker margin when the rates aren't ridiculously, enormously high, close to 200 bucks an hour. When it starts dropping to half that, it's a little harder to hide your margin because you're going to show people how much less you're paying than in your competition. And competition in our industry is good. It drives the rates high for you guys because you're the commodity. Never forget that. Guys, I hope today was helpful. I want to just, again, get you guys mentally prepared for prepping for your next assignment. It's important. And go back and listen to this one. If you are, you know, if you're not ready, you just started an assignment, you save it, go back and listen to it again. 13 weeks from now, do it again because I think it'll help you get mentally ready to beat your competition and to get the best assignment you can for you. Best location, highest paid, happier traveler. Your travel has become evolved. Guys, I will catch you next week on Travel Evolved.